Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello. You are listening to the COB podcast. It is November the 8th. It is a Monday. You are listening to the COB here at Ausbiz. I'm lucky enough to be joined today by Annette Beecher. Of course, I'm Scotty. Uh, Annette, uh, good to see you. It's good to be here. We had such a promising start today. I mean, I hate using that term, Goldilocks, but it was a bit of a Goldilocks payrolls report. You know, lots of people, we not only got jobs, there was upside revisions, unemployment rate down to 4.6, wages growth, you know, very solid at nearly 5% year on year. So we all come in this morning going, yay, you know, self-sustaining growth, wages, uh, yeah, but uh, no, so all that positivity went and fed through to the US equity market. Of mm. course, no fresh record highs for all the main Everybody. core bosses, be a small cap or large cap tech or anything else. It's uh, all record highs. But what's going on with the bond market? Because I don't think anyone could really figure out what's going on here because today we saw the pullback in yields, albeit much smaller than what we saw in the States. But then on the flip side, like all those long duration names, the healthcare names, the yep. REITs, uh, tech, tech, we're all hammered. What's going on? It was just a day where trying to attribute logic to every move just guarantees you a big headache. How much do you reckon Elon Musk putting a <laughs> tweet out on Twitter with so a poll? So we're three minutes into that podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we've, got, we've got to ask because we have to uh, ask when, the we go, when we go to where NASDAQ yeah. keeps it down quite sharply. And uh, of course, you know, the news over the weekend was Elon Musk uh, when it put it to the Twitter sphere as to whether he should sell a 10% stake in uh, Tesla to go and meet apparently a tax bill. Mm. Uh, it's been a pretty good run for the share price. Uh, how much is this to do with Elon? Well, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, this is a very, very influential person in the Twitter sphere. I believe his poll attracted three and a half, four and a half million uh, contributors. So we know, we know the guy's got a great reach when it comes to Twitter sphere. Is he, if he's thinking about selling, I wouldn't rule out that sentiment filtering through into tech stocks because re- they really were the underperformers here in Oz. Yeah, I really struggled to go and see what was going on. And for the record, I did vote for him to go and dump his stock. So <laughs> I want to see some volatility. So I was there. Yeah, Elon, go and, uh, go and settle down. But it's really interesting what's going on because uh, I know the bond markets kind of give us a really mixed signal as well. So you mentioned the strength of the payrolls report on Friday night. But you know, seeing long bond yields come right mm. back. So you know, real flattening of the curve. So he goes, oh, hang on. Uh, maybe there's going to be a preemptive fit. Maybe they'll start lifting rates uh, sooner than what the markets expect, which you'd n- normally see that you know, the, the curve start to go flat. That's a dynamic, out. yeah. But then at the same time, the inflation expectations are like rock solid above the Fed target. So I'm, I wrote about it in the view today, and I'm like none the wiser about what's going on. I think maybe positioning is probably playing a bigger. There's role some than degree usual. of that. It, we even had a, quite a few bond experts on our program today, morning and afternoon, and they they're just not quite sure what's going on with bond markets. Not helped by a 
string of central banks saying one thing and then doing another Bank of England, I'm looking at you. And even the RBA giving up on the yield curve control and then a couple of days later puts out a statement of monetary policy saying we're still not looking until 2024 for a rate hike. So those mixed messages are really not helping the bond market either. Yeah, like there's confusion around specific. So I'm looking at the, uh, the, the laggards on the other uh, local index today. Polynovo and Clunovo Pharmaceuticals both down more than 9%. Temple and Webster down 74 Domain Group down 6%. Zero down 5%. Uh, yeah, no rhyme or reason. But then on the flip side, you know, if you're a gold miner today, you know, yep. the collapse in real yields, you love that. The gold mm-hmm. price loved it. Or if you're a, a travel stock, you know, the new pill from Pfizer or uh, the, the new it, use for the pill from Pfizer yes. is, uh, is apparently going to mean we can all fly everywhere and it's going to be fantastic. And not get sick. And yeah. that, that could be the game changer because it, as we were discussing before with Julia Lee, is it felt like the reopening trade had been exhausted thanks to those jumps in vaccination levels. But this is another level again. So rather than arguing about what, to what age group do we get double vaxxed, the idea that you can pop a pill and not get sick is another reopening trade in a way. Talking to bond yields, uh, REITs obviously very highly influenced by what happens in the back end of the curve. Uh, no, we had a good chat today. Cara sat down with uh, Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities and a bit of a REIT roundup from a technical perspective as to how they're looking. So well worth having to listen to that. And we also enjoy getting some stock tips as well. Uh, Ron Shamgar uh, was interviewed on the program today from Tamman Asset Management. He's got three names and they're all kind of linked to uh, know that reopening trade. Looking here, uh, I know we've got a, a retailer. We've got uh, one that's linked to the travel industry. And we've got one that's linked to uh, maybe Christmas lunch Aussie style. Oh. I won't give you the names of the companies, but I know three worth your while. You also had a good chat today with Nathan Zaya from Morningstar. Of course, he is the banking analyst there. And uh, get a sense as to the shellacking from Westpac's oh, share price last, Westpac. month, you know, last week. Ooh. We saw that today there was a bit of a bounce, but I uh, know... Is it too early to buy the dip? In a word, yes. So that's the short answer. The slightly longer answer is this is from Morning Stars banking analyst. He says Westpac's fair value is $29. But to get there, get a grip on those operating expenses for a start. He said that was a major reason why it underperformed. So, yes, it is cheap, but he said he needs to see some runs on the board. So the longer answer is it's a patient buy on dip patient buy the dip new new terminology here every <laughs> single day uh, look uh, we must get to our stock of the day it's uh, in the med tech the uh, space of biotech rhythm biosciences uh, rhy I, this came across my radar about a year or so ago i saw some really promising announcements coming out now it's uh, looked at the colorectal cancer diagnostic area so rather than do a traditional way of doing things i know this is a blood test to go and test for that particular uh, disease so uh koshi sat down today with gorosodi from the intelligent investor and Nathan somersundram from Adit Data Analytics to go and get the take on that company's performance and whether it's a buy, take a listen. Can see that they've worked on something that's super important. It's got a good heritage. Yep. Anything, any technology that's commercialized from CSIRO, you have to take it seriously because the track record of those technologies oh, is so good. Huge. And you combine that with, um, with credentialed management. And I think that's, that's probably good enough. Look, I wouldn't be piling in. But that's good enough. And I called it intelligent speculation at the time. And I think yep. that's what it is now. Yeah. The market cap is still fairly modest for the potential of the business. And the outcome from here, as it was a fortnight ago, remains binary. Yeah. If it works, it, you're looking at a huge gain even from these levels. You've got the macro. Yeah. You've got the yeah. 
addressable market. This is just like the greatest bingo yeah. word out there. <laughs> That's right. But it's, it is one of those things where mm. they're so close to the end game. Yeah. I mean, these yeah. things take 10 years. Yeah. So if you're not there burning money for 10 years, mm. well, you're the one paying for them to burn it. So intelligent uh, punt. You are yeah. taking a punt, but it's worth it, I think. So market cap is still low. My gut feel is because they will be raising in the next six months, if you already have a position, I wouldn't be jumping in. I'll wait for the yes, raising and take right. advantage of it. Right. Ding, 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 ding. Ring the bell. Rhythm Biosense is, uh, is going into the portfolio. Even, even oh. after that fantastic performance, what a great story. Yeah, all-time highs, but I think it's the momentum earnings where that could potentially go through. It's uh, one of the most common uh, diseases out there when it comes to cancer. So you can see the practicalities. If you get it right and you get a, a test that goes and helps treat that and then you can pick it up early. My goodness, we can have quite a run still ahead of it. Uh, up over you know, nearly 1,100% over the past three years alone. Nice little earner there if you got on early. Uh, Annette, let's go and look to the week ahead. Now, of course, we were dominated by central bank speak and um, central bank decisions last week. Now, this week, it's going to be, what, an inflation story with a big dose of Fed speak. We've got lots of Fed speed. We've got inflation this week, US and China. Everyone will keep their BDI on that. And we have our own Aussie payrolls as well. So today is pretty quiet. So we have nothing to talk about on the macro front for today. But it kicks off tomorrow. And, of course, the, our own NAB business survey is worth looking at because we need them to invest and employ to help with that 2022 outlook. Speaking of NAB, uh, CEO Ross McCune will be on the program to go through the Banks for your results. That'll be at about three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So looking forward to having a chat with Ross. Uh, back to the uh, the macro front ahead. Yeah, Wednesday looms pretty large. It was a big day. Inflation readings, as you said, uh, China and the United States. So you know, two starkly different performances, you would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of Fed speak as well in the interim. And I've got to, it's still far out, but so just a quick touch on people looking towards that uh, no, uh, labor force survey here in Australia. Can we read too much into it? Because it is so nausea. It captures the very early stages of the Sydney reopening. Mm. Is it really that we're going to have to go and wait till we get the November report to get a cleaner read about what's going I, on? I think, yes. To have a COVID-free report, it's the next one. But having said that, I mean, the market's pretty benign at 50,000. If that comes through, that tells you of an early sign that reopening is here. I mean, there's there's help-wanted signs everywhere. Um, I think all the job ads seek or um, the ANZ job ad series are absolutely pelting on a year-on-year growth rate. So we know the demand is there. It's just a matter of kids back in schools, which was crucial, uh, to get the participation back up. Because that was the only disappointing part of the US payrolls report. No pickup in participation. So let's see if that comes back. Because, of course, that's a sign of a confident labour force if you're jumping right in and looking for a job. Yeah, that uh, participation rate in the States is really interesting because you, you hear a lot about you know, the great retirement. You know, people are just not giving up and saying, well, my house has made more than I've earned yep. in the last like, <laughs> 10 years. So I might as well just go pack it and sell that and go and live comfortably for the rest of my life. And I don't plan people doing that after the last couple of years that we've seen. But that also that prime age, the 25 to 54 working age group, mm. uh, still way down on what we saw before the pandemic. And we've got schools have gone back. We've got no much better uh, health coverage when yep. it comes to dealing with the and pandemic. The, the checks have dried up, so it's not like 
like you're being paid to stay home. So, yeah, that was the bit of the head scratch. And I have to say that was probably the only weak pocket in otherwise a pretty good report. So let's see. We had uh, Isaac Poole, uh, Ariana, on earlier. He thinks we could have finally that million plus jobs report coming up in the next couple of months. So interesting to see if that prediction comes true. Yeah, well, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. But don't know, wage is going to be really important, of course, to throw a wage report out in a couple of weeks' time. All eyes on that one. But in the interim, we'll go and wait to see what those inflation rings have later on this week. And Ed, should we call it a day? I think we'll call it a day. All the good stuff starts tomorrow. We'll be here 8.30 tomorrow. See Stick you then. Around.